Welcome to the Cyber Rants Podcast, where we're all about sharing the forbidden secrets and slightly embellished truths about corporate cybersecurity programs. We're ranting, we're raving, and we're telling you the stuff that nobody talks about on their fancy website and trade show giveaways, all to protect you from cyber criminals. And now, here's your hosts, Mike Rotondo, Zach Fuller, and Lauro Chavez. Hello and welcome to the Cyber Rants podcast. This is Zach Fuller joined by Mike Rotondo and Lauro Chavez. And we are coming really close to the fourth quarter of 2023. It's here, almost here already. And uh, this can be a crazy time. The end of year can be a crazy time for a lot of companies. So our objective of this episode is to help those of you out there who are feel like the end of the year is a mad rush every year, help you better understand how to spread things out throughout the year, not get caught in that trap where, hey, got to work straight through the holidays because we got to get everything done before December 31st that was pushed off and pushed off throughout the year. So if that's you, this episode is going to be excellent. Or if you are building a cyber risk management program for the first time, that's going to be good because this is a common occurrence for people just getting into this that don't have really the cyclical nature of these programs down pat uh, and are working on on that. So we're going to talk about that today, but in our usual fashion, of course, we are going to kick it off with the news. Mike? Good day and welcome to the news. I think, Lauro, you and I can dedicate this podcast to Ren Leck. Both know who that is. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, scan and exploit campaign snares unpatched exchange servers. Huh. Organizations running unpatched Microsoft Exchange servers were the focus of a campaign by Iranian APT Charming Kitten. The threat group, also called Ballistic Bobcat, TA-453, and Phosphorus, used a previously unseen backdoor malware in the campaign that is known to have at least 34 victims operating across a diverse range of business verticals. The threat group obtained initial access by exploiting known vulnerabilities in Internet-exposed Microsoft Exchange servers by first conducting meticulous scans of the system or network to identify potential weakness or vulnerabilities and subsequently targeting and exploiting those identified weaknesses. The scan and exploit nature of this campaign meant the compromised organizations or victims of opportunity. It's kind of like how anonymous works. ESET identified a critical exchange remote execution vulnerability at CVE 2021-26855, and it was originally patched in March 2021. So please, patch your exchange servers. This word dot doc delivers triad of malware pain. Researchers are sounding a critical severity alarm over a malicious Microsoft Word document that packs malware strains Redline Clipper, Agent Tesla, and Origin Botnet. The Word document contains a malicious URL, which will drop malware into the victim's system. Malware includes Origin Botnet for keylogging and password recovery, Redline Clipper for cryptocurrency theft via clipboard data, and Agent Tesla for credential harvesting. Attacks begin with a malicious Word document distributed via phishing emails, leading victims to download a loader that executes a series of malware payloads. The attack demonstrated sophisticated techniques to evade detection and maintain persistence on compromised systems. Targeted data associated with applications include popular crypto wallets, leading browsers, Outlook, and other email clients and host VPN services. And speaking of crypto, hackers steal 53 million worth of cryptocurrency from CoinEx. Global cryptocurrency exchange CoinEx announced that someone hacked its hot wallets and stole large amounts of digital assets that were used to support the platform's operations. The incident occurred on September 12th, and preliminary results of the investigation showed that unauthorized transactions involved Ethereum, Tron, and Polygon cryptocurrency. 
A report from the blockchain firm PexShield says the attack drained Coinex for about 19 million in Ethereum, 11 million in Tron, 6.4 million in Smart Chain Coin, 6 million in Bitcoin, and approximately 300 grand in Matic. According to PexShield, the loss from this attack amounts to about 43 million, while the remaining 72 million kept on the same stash has been transferred to a better protected cold wallet. At the time, this writing all deposits and withdrawal services on Coinex has been suspended. There is a new ransomware family called 3AM appears in the threat landscape. 3AM is a brand new ransomware written in Rust. Before starting the encryption process, the ransomware attempts to stop multiple services. Once the encryption of the, of the files is completed, it attempts to delete a volume shadow, VSS copies. The malware appends the extension 3AM time to file names and encrypted files. The researchers have yet to determine if the threat actors behind 3AM are linked to a known cyber cybercrime. The attackers are spotted using the post-exploitation tool Cobalt Strike, then attempted to run a reconnaissance commands, who am I, NetStack, Quasar, and NetShare for lateral movement. The existing ingress route employed in the attack is unclear. Finally, new repo jacking attack exposed over 4,000 GitHub repositories to hack. Researchers discovered a new vulnerability in GitHub could could have exposed over 4,000 packages to repo jacking attacks. Repo jacking attacks, for those don't, who don't know, is when attackers claim the old username of a repository after a legitimate creator changed the username, then publish a rogue repository with the same name to trick users into downloading content. Successful exploitation of this vulnerability impacts the open source community by enabling the hijacking over 4,000 code packages in languages such as Go, PHP, and Swift, as well as GitHub Actions. Notably, hundreds of these packages have garnered over a 1,000 stars, amplifying the potential impact on millions of users and myriad of applications. Researchers discovered an attacker can exploit a race condition between the process of creating a repository and renaming a username on GitHub. GitHub came out with a security fix called Popular Repository Namespace Retirement. However, this security measure can be easily circumvented Researchers pointed out this is the fourth time the alternate method has been identified for performing repo jacking. Researchers recommend to avoid using retired namespaces to minimize the attack surface and ensuring there are no dependencies in your code that lead to hijacking of the repository. Ransomware access broker steals accounts via network teams phishing. This is a bad day for Microsoft, and I didn't include all the stories. Uh, Microsoft says an initial access broker known for working with ransomware groups has recently switched to Microsoft Teams phishing attacks to breach corporate networks. In July 2023, Storm 0324 began using phishing lures sent over Teams with malicious links leading to malicious SharePoint hosted files. According to Microsoft, for this activity, Storm 0324 most likely relies on publicly available tool called Team Fisher. This open source tool enables attackers to bypass restrictions for incoming files from external tenants and send phishing attachments to team users. It does this by exploiting a security issue in Microsoft Teams discovered by JumpSec Security. Researchers that Microsoft, get this, refused to address in July after saying that the flaw did not meet the bar for immediate servicing. Nevertheless, the issue is also exploited by APT29, the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service hacking division and attacks against dozens of organizations. While Microsoft did not provide details on the end goal of Storm 0324's attacks, this time around, APT-29's attacks aimed to steal the target's credentials after tricking them into improving MFA. Some uh, key headlines. Centers want a special government unit to help small businesses with cyber attacks. Yep, cybersecurity brought to you by the same people that brought you the DMV and the IRS. Uh, fix stuff before they try and fix stuff for you and break it more. Attackers leverage Windows Advanced Installer to drop crypto malware. Microsoft Teams down, ongoing outages behind messages, delays, 
And CISA adds recently discovered Apple zero days to known exploited vulnerability catalogs. Uh, all good stuff. And with that, it's been a long time since I did this podcast thing, but I think at this point we wander over to Laurel's corner where we'll be touched in ways that we we can never imagine. Thank you, Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for the aggressive touching ahead of time. That's creepy. That's very creepy. I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to Laura's corner now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a it sounds like a terrible place. I, I think he, I think he meant emotionally, emotionally. Yes, emotionally yeah, that's what I meant. Us. Emotionally, spiritually, yeah, my, <laughs> spiritually, Inte- intellectually. Thank, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> All right, I feel safer now. I do too. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Welcome to Laro's Corner. Let's sit crisscross applesauce, avoid some aggressive emotional touching, and talk about how to categorize risks that you see in your organization. And I'm talking about the risk registry today. I know that there are a lot of organizations and you're serving, uh, you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, well, what can I do? How can I bring these risks that I know that are happening to the attention of leadership? And there's a real simple answer to that. And the answer is to create yourself a risk registry and to create an entry form that will be those those registry entries that you can then categorize and triage and track through their life cycle, hopefully to a place where they are remediated risks and you can sleep at night. So let's talk about the risk registry form and what that should look like. Uh, Really, it can be broken down into five sections. Uh, the first section is going to be the summary of data. Now, there's a there's a couple of uh, key components in this area that you wanna that you wanna include. Number one is going to be just the risk statement, like what is the risk. Number two, the other important thing is going to be who owns this risk. Feel free to not pick yourself. I always choose Mike for these things. He's he's better with owning the risk. And then number three, the other critical thing you want to have in this section is the date of your last risk assessment for this area that you are adding to the risk registry, right? So if this is a a firewall or a DMZ or a web application, maybe it's a component internally, you wanna list the date of the last risk assessment if you know it, because if there hasn't been one, oh, it's even more, oh, it's it's even more weighted with ammunition and and heavy emotional touching. Uh, In section two, and you can add, feel free to add other things to that, like the the risk response and and other sorts of things. Part two is going to be a little more detailed description of this risk. Uh, You want to probably give it a title, you know, as an exchange 2016 zero day for Microsoft. Um, You want to also include a detailed scenario in this section of, I like to call it a threat modeling exercise, but list about how this this flaw or this risk can impact your organization and in what ways. And then in part three, you're going to have a a few different types of analysis results, right? Um, When you do part two, you need to determine what those results are going to look like. So let, let, let this section kind of tell about the impacts that this risk is going to have to your organization, both from a productivity perspective and a financial perspective, and a legal perspective. You want to look at those three areas. Is this going to affect um, the or- overall organization um, from a, a from an ability to, to operate? Is this going to cause a competitive advantage to some of our competitors, or is this going to simply just be a, a legal issue that we're going to have to deal with? Part four is going to be how you're going to respond to this risk. 
um, you're going to want to write a detailed justification. Really, this is what I like to call the great excuse. Um, so create yourself a great excuse on why you haven't figured out how to do this yet. I like to use loss of money or lack of money and lack of leadership support from, um, <laughs> you know who, you know who, Mike? <clears throat> Ren Leck. Ren Leck, the evil <laughs> Ren Leck who never supports your never supports you via leadership or money you know you go, oh you need money for that what what's the cost okay cool here's here's a dollar 25 see how far that gets you exactly <laughs> so you also want to have the overall status of your risk action plan in this section um and then major issues with this risk action plan said not getting money for risk action plan or having people and then in part five this is really just where you want to add the key indicators for this risk Things like going to miss our PCI compliance initiative or going to get discrepancies on our SOC 2 report, or we're going to lose this customer who's been asking us to be SOC 2 compliant. That's where you really want to put the heavy ended items, right? I like to call it the fine print that's really large and bold and should stand out. Now, categorize this, keep it, hold it, take it to leadership. And then that way, when um, the um, the Rinlex of the world decide not to support you, you have definitive proof that you tried your best to point out the risks that you had. And with that, speaking of risks, let's talk about all the crazy things that happened in the Q4 for Cybersecurity, Zach. Wow, let's do it. Yeah, before we're right in the middle of the holidays and it's too late, we need to warn people. So that's what that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about what's coming up and what to watch out for uh, so you can be better equipped to navigate this and enjoy some time off with your families this winter. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Want even more Cyber Rants? Be sure to subscribe to the Cyber Rants podcast. Get your copy of our best-selling book, Cyber Rants, on Amazon today. This podcast is brought to you by Silent Sector, the firm dedicated to building world-class cybersecurity programs for mid-market and emerging companies across the U.S. Silent Sector also provides industry-leading penetration tests and cyber risk assessments. Visit silentsector.com and contact us today. And we're back with the Cyber Rants podcast, talking about how to prepare for the end of the year really throughout the year, but we'll get to that. Uh, let's talk about some of the challenges first, because let's kind of set the stage here. And you guys have been in this business for more than, since longer than January 1st, I'll say. So I don't want to date you, but what year? You've, you've had at least <laughs> at least a year or two cycle under your belt, maybe maybe yeah. add 30 to that. But, um, but you, without going there, what do you guys see at the end of every year? I mean, it, it seems like a lot of companies just get swamped and they're just loads of requests for all different things. I mean, what are, what are those challenges that companies run into every Q4? Well, I think there's a couple of disparate things that are happening. First, they're trying to burn budget, right? And no one ever gets in trouble for spending money on cybersecurity. It just doesn't happen. So, in September rolls around, you still got 20 grand in the bank in your budget that's not allocated. Hey, let's get a pen test, cyber risk assessment, something like that. The other part is that some, there are some people like the evil Renlack that just hold the audits till the end of the year and schedule it that way. So to put pressure on the auditor to get it done and not caring about your people in your organization. So, you know, you got to work justifying vulnerabilities on December 23rd at nine o'clock 
that's not his problem. He's at home, feet up on a burning log, drinking eggnog and tequila. Um, so, um, or there's people that have requirements that come down the line that they don't anticipate. And all of a sudden they need a pen test. They need something like that. And, but part of it is just procrastination. We have these priorities first. Let's do these internal things. And then when we have time, we'll deal with these things. So I think there's like four actually things that are going on there. I don't know. Do you agree, Laurel, or is that? No, I think you're, I think you're right. I think you're right on it. It, it's, um, it's probably one of those four things. Uh, I also, I'll, I'll put the fifth dimensional piece in there and that's, um, I'll just call it like change of direction for the business. Like things, mm-hmm. things that may come about throughout the year, operational priorities change, I guess that'd be right. the, the right way to say it. And right. um, the, the programmatic cyclical stuff just doesn't get taken care of. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where at the end of the year, everybody's reminded that they had to have all this stuff ready and it's been slipped through the cracks now for other priorities, but yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and Zach, you made a point too, where, we, we need to talk about that, that cyclical cadence that's required to make sure that this type of stuff doesn't happen at some point on this podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. And to, to add to what you guys are saying, it's, it's, it's additionally complex or, or an additionally busy time because you have all these things that are pushed and pushed and pushed to the end of the year, but then also Q4 for a lot of companies, a calendar year is their fiscal year. And so they're budgeting. So they're trying to go out there and do all this research and try to figure out what their plans are for Q1 through the, you know, the rest of the following year. And uh, so they have an additional workload that's beyond what is going on in the rest of the year. So that just makes it, I I think, even worse. So you got, you know, running around, getting quotes, budgets, developing plans. Um, All of that has to has to come together at the same time. So um, if just out of curiosity, is there one task? I mean, I certainly cyber risk assessments and pen tests were mentioned. I mean, is there one that you see above all the others that tends to be a end of year, get it done by by December 31st type of project. I think pen tests. Pen tests. Well, I think there's two, there's two, two crushes. So because most people do their budgets in November or September and October, you have all the risk assessments. A lot of them happen in July and August, September. And I think the pen tests come about from September through the end of September through December when we get hit with those. I think that's, that's been our experience. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll say pen tests, um, and then for for the for the organizations that are being run by the Renlex of the world, probably mm-hmm. the end of the year means pen tests and uh, cybersecurity awareness training. Mm-hmm. Everybody that, trying to get through that, and probably tabletop X DR exercises. You're trying to get yeah. squeezed into. Gotta yeah. check those compliance blocks, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's talk. So, so hopefully if you're listening to this, you, you haven't had to deal with this and we're helping you, uh, helping prevent you having to deal with this by just the discussion. So let's get into more of the side of the cyclical nature of activities. You know, what, what is the best way to kind of spread things out? Um, and how would you recommend prioritizing or scheduling throughout the year? Uh, well, I mean, the easiest thing that, I mean, the, the formula, I think that's probably the easiest is just take whatever framework or legal requirements that you have 
understand what that evidence and what those tasks looks look like, and then break that up into a 12 month calendar where you've got the activities kind of sliced out throughout the year that are, you know, they're more palatable than trying to do it all in November, of course. Uh, but that's the easiest thing is to understand what your requirements are that you need to meet. And then um, those activities like tabletop exercises and training, document reviews, administrative access reviews, things like that, get tempoed out throughout the year. I think that's probably the the simplest method. Well, yeah, I mean, and you, I think about the you know vulnerability remediation. So PCI requires you to have a, a showing proof of remediation over every 30 days. So, you know, put those reports together immediately every month, you know, operationalize it. That is someone's task they have to do at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter. Uh, don't wait until November to do 11 months worth of rationalization of your vulnerabilities and then all of a sudden identify the fact that, oh, crap, we've had these highs and criticals in place since January um, because risk wasn't assigned properly and the people that own the risk aren't allocating the dollars to IT to fix them. And that that is a very real thing. So you, that's where the risk register that Laurel talked about and touched you in his corner about was uh, important so that, uh, you know, you can track that stuff. And every 90 days or 120 days or whatever cadence you set, you can throw that back in the in the risk owner's face and say, hey, we got to get this done because our compliance depends on it. Um, you know, documents should be reviewed. So there's a ton of documents for compliance, like for HIPAA and SOC 2 and NIST and that sort of thing. Don't do all 35 or 40 of them at once. Break them up into quarterly. 10 this quarter, 10 this quarter, 10 this quarter. Don't don't kill yourself and your staff. Um, there's things like that, you know, um, that need to be done. And that's that's important. Just, you know, spread the workload across the year. Now, yeah. we don't mind getting crushed with work at the end of the year. We, we like that because we get paid. Um <laughs> Laurel is shaking uh, my head no he's shaking his head uh because he likes seeing his wife and children but you know what <laughs> i've seen enough sitcoms on television to know that that's overrated so <laughs> what do you mean you want christmas off exactly santa claus oh man asking according to according to married with children everybody loves raymond and the simpsons that's nothing but stress you should be working you're not dealing with it so. <laughs> i should be working to get away <laughs> <laughs> between that and thanksgiving yeah it's a, it's a terrible times <laughs> terrible times well yeah. you know um you, you mentioned a couple things about everybody trying to get you know the vulnerabilities is i think is probably one of the 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 giant beasts in the room that we don't speak mm -hmm. of but if you're one of these organizations that has a ton of vulnerabilities and pci is breathing down your neck yeah. you need to do some re-ranking and yeah. uh implement a process immediately to take those high and severe um vulnerabilities and try to downgrade them and you want to do that by using a threat modeling exercise um, because some of these critical vulnerabilities that, that you can only pull them off if you've got hands on the keyboard. So yeah. they don't, they, or if you're exposing a service that you wouldn't normally expose because you're not crazy and you're not written lack. So, yeah. you know, make sure that you're understanding what the, what the trigger is to pull off, to exploit the vulnerability. And if that's within the means of your architecture and how your architecture is deployed, because remember, vulnerability management doesn't give uh, to anything's about your architecture. It's just going to call right. out the software vulnerability. It's your job to pull it into your architecture and see how it applies. So do yourself a favor and re-rank those. So maybe that 
15,000 or 150,000 vulnerabilities looks more like 35. Yeah. Well, the CVSS calculator will help. I mean, but you have to look at, you have to put human intel behind it. And that's one of the things that we preach also. And I, you know, Laura and I have both been victims of, you know, that with, hey, dude, this can only be exploited standing in front of the server. Our servers are in a locked cola with armed guards. If we have someone standing in front of the computer that's going to do that, we have much bigger problems than much bigger software exploit. So (laughs) don't get me started on at rest encryption. Oh, you can Uh, walk into this data center and steal a hard drive. Really? Really? How do you know which hard drive to steal? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, how do you know which hard drive it is? Tell me. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. That's not it. Getting warmer. (laughs) Nope. That's not it. Getting warmer. (laughs) Steal all of them. Break, pull up the truck, you know? Truck. You couldn't. You don't have a truck big enough to load all those hard drives, buddy. Stay, stay, uh, stage a, uh, stage a, a move, but you're not really moving. Right? There you go. Moving to your your uh, storage unit. Um, I love to see that somebody back up with like the biggest U-Haul truck. I'm here for all the drives. It's like they're not gonna fit, buddy. <laughs> they're not gonna. And fit. I'm sure no one will notice on the cameras or yeah. the you know, even yeah. the most inept armed guard's gonna be like, huh. <laughs> let me help okay. you with that. <laughs> sounds yeah. good now if you have a clipboard with you when you pull well, up, then you're then, then you're, you're probably a, right in the door yeah, if the pin you matches brown you, if the pin you're uniform. using matches your shirt logo you're good yeah 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 get get on vistaprint and get those shirts with the company logo <laughs> i'm not gonna say i've done that but uh, <laughs> but uh, that can help so well um i you know i think the moral of the story here is pretty simple right spend some time planning your year in advance and put uh-huh. things on the schedule rather than just going all willy-nilly right and and it, it's 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 funny to i mean it sounds obvious but we are all guilty of not doing that in various aspects of our business and and our lives and even if we do sometimes you know things change priorities change and stuff gets pushed to the side it's like oh no we'll catch up on that later well that later becomes Q4, which is why right, we're yeah. talking about this today. So, um, plus we've got we've got evidence. I mean, year for the last five years, probably in a row, we've had a complete crush of influx yeah. of end tests and risk assessments in the last quarter. So it's oh yeah, everybody everybody's doing. It. It's like a, it's the fad or something. It's like the new TikTok dance to just get yeah. it all done at the end of the year. Well, yeah. cybersecurity guys don't do anything the rest of the year. Let's keep them busy. Yeah, them busy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We're all water skiing behind our yachts. <laughs> That's right. No, it's because the poor the poor IT guy working under Ren Luck, who's also the cybersecurity guy, yeah, he has to exactly. put his cybersecurity hat on, and he doesn't have time to do it until Q4. So I think that's when they're all yelling about why why isn't it done? Why isn't it done? Yeah, and I'm one person. Well, I was I was ref- I was fixing your daughter's hard drive, sir. Yeah, <laughs> Mike. Mike, you know, wearing his Ohio State hat, that actually brings up a good idea. We should actually get hats that one says cybersecurity and one says IT, and give them there to those go. people. And that way, depending on what <laughs> hat they're wearing that day, you know what they're working on. You I know, like which, it. which one are you? So, um, get well, that's a reversible Kangle. You know what I mean? That there, way. You <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Red side, on one side, blue the on the other. The inside's plaid, and it says <laughs> IT security. 
that's a new new silent sector brand we're gonna have to come out with our cybersecurity uh fashion line right <laughs> we'll, we'll have the black hat and the white hat and the gray hat you know you pick yeah, which one you're gonna be that day a purple hat we'll purple have a purple team, team hat. purple team jerseys red team jerseys blue team jerseys yeah. all the good stuff okay well hey wait that'll be a good christmas presents for all of you to go out and buy for your IT and security professionals out there in your lives. So yeah, and less than one percent of the population of the world to know what the heck that means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully, the <laughs> listeners of this to this podcast do because we've ranted and raved about all those all the colors of the the cybersecurity rainbow, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Let us know. Let us know in the comments if you want to be the first to get your hands on. Um, a unique line of cybersecurity clothing brought to you by this, the team at Cyber Rants and Silent Sector. <laughs> so, with that, Santa might come early this year, you know. I mean, well, how about that MGM hack, huh? I mean, oh, yeah. it seems like it's it we as we step into the further into Every the year, year toward the end, attacks just seem to ramp up. And I, you know, there's probably a bunch of data out there. I don't really care but no. i would just go off what we see you know but um we know for a fact that cyber criminals wait for opportune moments when uh technology professionals are ideally out of the office away from their desks all that stuff um, buying themselves some time so what well, do you think is going to happen this year you see that with phishing campaigns too it's targeted for like we got hit with a massive one or everybody did End of July, beginning of August, because everybody's on vacation, kids are going back to school, no one's paying attention. So there was a whole lot of AW, Amazon, Starbucks, all those kind of phishing campaigns out there. And I'm, I would guess the same thing's going to happen sometime around Thanksgiving. So I mean, that, that's they know be my they're guess. aware of they're aware of all the the deals, the Cyber Monday deals, and the Christmas mm -hmm. deals, and the Santa Claus, and you know all this stuff. And now they have the assistance of AI to assist them and when the right. most opportune times would be using which opportune messaging. So mm -hmm. be vigilant. I imagine that it's going to ramp up. I, I I think that we've continually since 1994 seen a ramp <laughs> in cybersecurity <laughs> attacks. If yeah. we looked at that chart, it would just continually go up. So I don't see that turning I off. Think there's, I think there's a statistic that I did in one of the news stories. It was like, there's been more data, more data was stolen in 2021 than all the years previously combined. Yep. Yeah, I know. I, oh, that's yeah. right. I think you did. Yeah. 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 That's the, right. That'd be so. a huge spike for last year, two years ago. Yeah. yeah ever since we, the world started requiring a capital letter and the password, cyber attacks <laughs> have got more and more sophisticated. You know, and it yeah. just, it's crazy. But, you know, I, and I just wrote about this for a, for a publication, but it it's amazing. So there's so many sophisticated attacks out there. We could talk about that stuff all day, but it's amazing how many people still fall for the allure of free stuff yeah. you know, oh, the, yeah. the gift cards or the win a prize or whatever and that's why we still see all those phishing emails you know and, and especially mm. like you said around the holidays um that's prevalent another thing you get look at look at you know consider the industry you're in uh for those of you listening um uh retail right is is huge right there's certain sectors that have a big uptick in business during that time um restaurants entertainment things like that travel all of these uh tend to be more heavily targeted right there's more activity going on lots of people get busy at in q4 not just the cybersecurity industry of course so 
if that's you, you know, think think about that as well. And then what might, types of social engineering attacks might might stem from that? Some of them are, you know, getting getting fairly sophisticated these days. So yeah, keep right. that in mind. Watch um, that wire fraud. If you're doing wire transfers, make sure you're calling people, verifying. <laughs> I, I've been well, hearing about that at least once a week or so, or maybe more definitely. from, from small companies that, you know, but it, mm -hmm. they lose, you know, hundred, hundred thousand here, 300,000 there. And it's big. That's a big number, you know, for, for a company that's not a fortune 500 or something. So well, big deal. I was yeah. gonna say that. And then that's not necessarily even a technical control. It's a, it's a, Human you know, control. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's administrative. It's mm -hmm. make the yeah. second verification, you know, kind of thing. So, well, yeah. I guess the last tale of caution um, I'll give before you always ask if there's anything you guys want to leave the audience with. Um, we, you know, Zach said we've been hearing about this weekly. The last one, um, the cyber attackers had had taken, you know, been able to take control of this email account for some time. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know how long. And over time, they'd watched how the process of asking for wire transfers went and waited till a large one was kind of in play and diverted it. So, you know, be, make sure that you've got multi-factor, make sure that you've got your security settings enabled in your online email systems. And please make sure you're calling to verify for the wire transfers, because that, that seems to be ramping up a lot. It's an easy yeah. way to get money. And when you go to log in, don't click the remember me box, because that's how they steal those tokens for men in the middle attacks. So yeah. That's a total Renlec move. Don't do that. They should yeah. call it the hack me box. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to sign up for your hacking newsletter. Yep, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and, and I want to win that Amazon, that hundred dollar free Amazon gift card. So I, I can't tell you how many email I get from Harbor Freight. telling me I want a Milwaukee tool set. It's like, come on, guys, give it up. I'm yeah, done. Right. Yeah. They don't even sell Milwaukee. Like, I smoke <laughs> on that. What yeah. Are you about? Like, I'm Milwaukee, a Harbor Freight, I'd be there every day. Exactly. <laughs> you get, get Milwaukee or something. You know, yeah. But it's not the same. It's, it's, it's uh, spelled with three Y's. So, yeah. yeah. It'll be broken by the time you get home from the exactly. store. Guaranteed. <laughs> so. You have me there. I was like, wait a minute. What? Whatever yeah. freight has Milwaukee tools, I'm going now. Forge Steel, <laughs> S T E A L. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was the best news in the whole podcast. Yeah. Still Milwaukee tools now? Holy crap. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, yeah, definitely watch out for uh, business email compromise, of course. Um, it's that's that's just absolutely prevalent. We're seeing a lot of smishing going on, especially mm -hmm. targeted um combined uh, attacks you know ceo that's supposedly sending text messages uh combined with some email communication from a compromised email those are i mean that's pretty easy to do right because you have now you, you once you've compromised an email account you know all the people that that individual's in touch with on a regular basis so now there's your targets so very yeah. effective um I mean, beyond that, I'm wait. I mean, it just seems like supply chain attacks tend to come right around Christmas. Yep. I'm kind of curious. Who knows what it'll what it'll be this year? But um, better get your PlayStation I'm now. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, well, with that, I know Laura, you not you because you already left your final words of wisdom. So, so 
no more, but uh, I'm no, just kidding. You can jump in as well, but any other uh, thoughts before we jump off here? Just recommend that you still do the basics, patch your damn computer, yeah. patch your servers. You know, yeah. You, we have so many people so, so focused on smishing and phishing and, you know, per, you know, frontline attacks. You still got to do the basics, right? Patch your stuff, do your cyber hygiene, clean up the accounts, do your account entitlement review. Um, that's going to mitigate probably 90% of your problems if you just do th- simple things. Um, uh, but you know, um, don't run deprecated operating systems. That's that's another big one. I can't tell you how many times I've met with people to say, oh, yeah, that VMware system is going down eventually. Well, it's five revs old and there's a bunch of hacks for it. So probably should be eventually should be now. So Yeah, but we're going to turn it down next year. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't have anything cyber criminals would want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because no, no cyber criminal ever pivoted. Right. Yeah, we don't have the accounting software on that server anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, well, with that, yeah, I mean, on, on that note, it, it I th- I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because it is the fundamentals, right? I mean, it's the, right. the basics that we, most organizations tend to miss. That's what's leaving them exposed. They're spending all this time getting the latest SIM put in or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then they forget to patch, right? I mean, I, I yeah. hate to say it, but it's it's the basics that... Um, right. So we harp on that a lot. Um, but with that, you know, how, we're, we look forward to a great Q4. Um, hopefully this helps you, if nothing else, for some planning for next year. Um, block a day. Spend that time with your team. Plan out the year. Do that work because it's going to save you lots and lots and lots of time and headaches throughout the year if you do it right. So with that, thanks for joining us on the Cyber Rants podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you on the next one. Pick up your copy of the Cyber Rants book on Amazon today. And if you're looking to take your cybersecurity program to the next level, visit us online at www.silentsector.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Cyber Rants podcast. Red Lack.